This is an ABC podcast. The youngest child is supposed to do reading every night. That's a little challenging. He's not very interested in it. It's not really hard to get the 14-year-old to do his homework. He's much more self-driven academically. He's really engaged with school um, and learning and he enjoys the technological part of it. So he's got a computer and he's checking the portal and he's sending emails to his teachers. So last year, my eldest, 18, completed VCE at a local public school. And as a family, it was a very stressful time. The workload, the pressure, the deadlines. I mean, they do a set course of work and then they have constant testing. And then there's another group of work that leads them up into exams. It's really difficult. He doesn't want to talk about school. He doesn't want to do anything associated with school. He knows he's behind in his schoolwork. He would prefer to really just put his head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. Homework. Oh, can't it be a real pain? For everyone, for our kids, for our parents and also for our teachers, believe it or not. So let's be honest, what's it like managing the homework load in your home? Are you loving it or are you hating it? I'm Maggie Dent, and this is Parental as Anything, and here's what I think. If homework is causing so much stress in our homes, and it's not necessarily giving us the rewards we think it is, why should our kids have to do it at all? We're going to explore all of those sorts of things, as well as give you some seriously helpful tips and tricks to help you with homework in your home if it's compulsory in your school. Now, let me tell you from the outset, I don't think children in primary school should be given homework, and that doesn't include reading. It's not just me saying it. Schools don't have to set homework. And it's not something the education departments insist on. Most of the departments have really useful guidelines to encourage homework not being stressful, not being too hard and not getting in the way of valuable play opportunities. If you've been listening to Parental as Anything for a while now, you know that I'm a passionate advocate for unstructured free play. I believe in extracurricular activities and enhanced development. We need time for friendships And we need time to be calm and a bit more peaceful in our crazy world. So why do we make our kids do their schoolwork at home when they could be playing, in nature, socialising or just being kids? Maria Cook, you're the founding principal of Honeywood Primary School in Western Australia, which is an independent public school. Now, as a teacher of more than 30 years... Tell us, what did you notice about homework that made you want to leave it behind when you started at Honeywood? In a nutshell, we don't think it adds value. So if something's not adding value, why would I have it in my school? Forcing kids to do homework also devalues family time. We think family time's really important. Kids work at school for six hours. We work them really hard. We would much rather they had downtime. They were playing. They were cooking with mum. They were outside in nature, um, after school sport, anything to 
change up what they've been doing at school. And we don't want to create stress in the home because we were finding that the homework in my previous experience and in my parents' previous experience was negative. It created stress and arguments and we know that happy kids learn. It's not rocket science. Um, When they're in class, they're doing lots of work. They're, you know, academics are strong, but they're also happy and um, thriving, flourishing, in fact. Okay, so what's an example of homework that your kids might like to take the initiative to do? Because, you know, you're not discouraging it and no, banning no. it. You're... Our big word is optional. If the families have got time and kids are inspired by something curious, we want to build curiosity, not squash it out of them by forcing them to do a worksheet that they have no interest in or they don't even understand and the teacher's not there to support them. We love reading. We promote reading. Kids can borrow as many books as they like from the library, no limit. Um, they can also do their mathletics login. They can do that at home. And we also say, look, if you're passionate about something, if you've got a project that you want to work on, do that. Find out about it. Watch a doco. Talk about it with your class when you get back to school. Your primary school goes up to year six and that's when they head off to big school. Mm. Is there any shift around the policy there? That Because that's another complaint that we get from parents is they do need to develop these patterns of Um, homework so that they can take them into high school. I get that a lot as well. But my belief is, you know what, nothing's going to prepare kids for high school. It's such a different beast to primary school. You've got hormones, you've got new friendship groups, you've got kids having to manage timetables and lockers and all the different teachers. We think if we do everything right in the primary school, if we develop their social skills, their resilience, their problem solving, their ability to take managed risk. Um, If we develop all of that and we send up to high school a well-rounded kid, they are going to be better prepared to deal with what high school brings. And it will bring challenges. But if we develop this whole child really well in primary school, they'll be able to cope with high school. You may have high school kids and you may have a primary school child who needs to do homework. When is the best time to do that? Can you kind of run through a little bit of a um, a pattern possibly that they could set up that might help facilitate this to be a little bit less stressful? I think for primary school, I really think it's important for them to give them a break once they've finished. They need downtime. They need reset. They, and whether that's, you know, usually food, <laughs> come in the door and have something to eat. Um, and then whether they're a kid who just needs to go out and kick the footy, run around, hang upside down on the monkey bars, or whether they're a kid who just needs to go in their room and play with their dolls and just chill, I think that needs to happen first. And then the homework, usually before dinner, would be my recommendation. Having a physical space in the home that is sort of the homework space you know, not in front of the TV, not with the other siblings around, just a, a quiet space where you're close by, you can check in, you can say, you know, are you okay? Do you need a hand with that? Um, so this just becomes the space and a timer just to sort of say, look, you know, I know you're tired, but we've got 10 minutes to do this or 20 minutes to do this, even just putting a timer on. Do as much as you can in this time. If you need me, I'm here. And routine, I think that's going to be important. Okay, so let's just touch on one other problem. A lot of homework needs to be done on a computer now. So how how are parents able to <laughs> keep their children on track without running in and out all the time? What yeah. suggestions do you have for our families around that? Do you that? know what? It really comes down to supervision and not yeah. being far away and not having them in their room where you can't see the screens, even if they're, you know, in the kitchen, on the dining table, whatever, where you can just sort of see the device because you can very quickly see 
whether their um, body language and demeanour changes. It's supervision. There and is, I can there is just no other way around it. Hear the parents cringing again yep. because that means they have less time to put their feet up and watch their favourite TV show or yep. on their own devices. But this is the reality today mm-hmm. that you can't expect them to go in and do their homework um, because. The whole wide world of the digital world is is tempting them and teasing them not to do homework. A lot of people like the kitchen bench idea. You know, you can be there alongside cutting up the salad for dinner and they can be right beside you doing their task and you can just easily just glance over, check in. They can ask you a question. If something's concerning them, they can look up. You can see that, you know, there's a problem. I think high school is very different. I think high school kids generally do better later. So I would suggest, you know, dinner first and then homework for high school kids. The thing with high school kids I find though too, and I'm not a high school teacher, but in my experience, which is not as much as yours, obviously Maggie, but I think um, parents can tend to sort of leave them to it. And that's pretty dangerous, I think, for high school. Um, Yes, they are more independent, but I think you want to still take a big interest and just check in and yeah, take an interest and just make sure that they are okay with their homework on devices. Don't leave them in their rooms for Lots of time unsupervised, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, I think high school kids sometimes yeah. need more support and supervision. Can we chat a little bit about that? Because there is a line where we can support our kids and help them with their homework. Yes. And then there's a line we do too much for them and we can make them lazy. But also, yeah, we're not really helping them, are we? No. I think supporting them is, you know, hey, what are you doing? What can I help you with? Can I help you get started? And then just sort of checking in. I think, you know, we've all seen the um, projects that come into school that have definitely had assistance and I've often wanted to give a parent a gold star. So that that, that is a, a real challenge. Um, support without doing it is what you need to do. Now, you've already touched on the, the reasons why you don't enforce homework um, and it has to do with a lot of prior experiences where we've ended up with incredible homework wars that overload kids and they end up in tears meltdowns um, and and then of course mum and dad also end up in tears and meltdowns. So Mm. how can a parent negotiate a different reality other than that? What options do they have, Maria? Gosh, I think it always starts with a conversation to me. Like I I welcome that Um, and I think most principals and most schools will listen and I think that's the conversation is what you have to do. Maria, walk us through starting that conversation again. Obviously, don't send an angry email and don't march into the principal's office expecting to be seen. Do we start off with the teacher first? I think so. And make a time. Now, let them know that before class is not a good time to have a serious conversation because they're getting ready for class. And quite often after school is also not necessarily, but when they know that there's a, a time that we can make that suits us both, that is better, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. And just let the teacher know what you want to talk about. Yeah. And teachers are reasonable people. Everyone is doing what they're doing with the best intentions. Everyone's doing things because they think it's going to be a good thing for your child. No one's deliberately conspiracy theories, you know, up to some no good. People are doing <laughs> things because they think it's the right thing, the best thing. Until they hear your reality, don't assume that they know. So just say, my child, we've sat down, we've tried to do this task, we're really struggling, you know, we're arguing, it's causing conflict and I've decided to pull the pin. I'm really sorry but, you know, and if that doesn't work, then you might like to go and speak to a deputy or even a principal. But the thing is in schools, the homework policy, if teachers are implementing it, it's not their decision, it's usually school board and school decisions. Working out when to do the homework, especially if they're reluctant, is a really important strategy. So with the reluctant one, I do tend to say no screens until you've at least read one chapter or we have to do 
10 of these facts about Mars before you can go and play soccer, but not too big, you know, not the whole of the second section of the project, just a small bit today and then you can go and do the fun thing and try and break it into little bits. Finding the homework rhythm was a, you know, tricky space. He found doing it in the afternoon or during a study break at school was the best time and also after school he'd go to the library for an hour or two before coming home so he recognised that home didn't really provide the space for him to do the work at the library was the place so then I'd go and pick him up at six and then he could relax or do what he needed at home. It would be straight after tea when he's quite relaxed and he's had some time to watch a bit of TV, do what he wants to do, take the dog for a walk and then we'll give it a go with him. I was terrible with mine even though I'm a teacher. Um, We tried to have Wednesday nights free so that was kind of a parent Mm. night. So that was a night we would often spend more time at the beach or we'd we'd make sure we were at the park a lot longer and we had more relaxed nights and uh, obviously it didn't didn't happen in high school but it was something um, I just wrote a note, said, sorry, I don't do Wednesdays. And, I mean, that's a bit naughty. But I think it's reasonable. I think, you know, you you could just say, look, we can't do it tonight. I felt the boys were happier doing it the other nights when they had one night hub night and also that was a great way for us to play and have more family. That's a great idea. Because there's also those different dynamics that... um, your child who may um, struggle with academic learning may take a lot longer than a 20-minute task that a teacher has thought they've provided. But also you sometimes have these academically superior kind of driven kids today who believe in perfectionism and they may also do the same task over and over because they're not happy with how it is. So it's not one size fits all and I think that is one of the aspects of homework that can be problematic. Definitely. So I think there needs to be a time limit on it. You know, in primary school, definitely no more than 20 minutes, unless it's something, it's a passion project, unless it's something they've they've driven that they want to just, they're right into dinosaurs and they just want to keep reading and looking at them. Fantastic. <laughs> I did a few them, of those. Haven't we? <laughs> but, you know, if it's something that is causing them stress and you stress and everyone's and it's more than 20 minutes in primary school, stop right there and say to the teacher the next day, look, we spent 20 minutes on this. Everyone was getting upset. It was going to be more negative than positive if we continued. We made a decision to to not finish this task. Often I hear that there are teachers that give homework because the parents want the homework because they think it's going to make them get smarter. We actually haven't got any really sound evidence to support that homework improves educational outcomes in primary school, Maria. So what would we say to those parents? The ones that are demanding? Yes, and because and I've had think... this exact experience and it's really difficult. Um, we just try to explain education's not a race. Just by giving kids all of this homework and them learning to read first or learning their times tables and getting really good at their maths first doesn't mean they're going to be better at the end. Um, It's just going to create anxiety and stress and you'll end up with a child in year two who's burnt out and doesn't want to do anymore because it's all been squashed down. So I think just conversations about, you know, why. Um, Parents, once again, are trying to do the best. Everyone wants the best for their kids and often it's because they might not have had those opportunities and they want their kids to do even better than they did. Everyone's doing it for the right reasons. 
Some schools take alternative approaches. So what are some of those activities they put in place to encourage mm. our kids I've seen in a more these. holistic approach? And I actually did a few of these too back in the day when I was in the classroom. They sort of um, give like a grid with tasks, fun tasks to do. So it sort of makes the child be um, accountable and gives them a task to do. But it can be, you know, 10 things in the week to do and it can include set the table for dinner, um, visit your nan, watch this on TV, Fun tasks, not so much sitting down writing. If you're trying to get your kids to look at putting some structure into their lives, I think that sounds like a great one. Can the digital apps and programs that you've mentioned, Mathletics and there's uh, reading eggs and things, can there be a negative and a positive to that? Well, the negative, I guess, is that it's more screen time when they could be out having green time. But... The positive of it is that they know it. So if it's being used in the classroom and they're just doing some extra, they know how to navigate it, it's a no-brainer, it's building on the skills they already have, it's positive. Um, The Lexile quizzes or Literacy Pro quizzes that I mentioned before, the teacher gets that data so they can see that that child's read, you know, The Witches by Roald Dahl and has done 10 questions and they've got them all right so they've really comprehended it really well. Bang. Same with reading eggs and mathematics and things like that. I think that also needs to be limited, though. Like We don't want them doing even more um, digital work at home. You know, yeah. 10, 20 minutes in primary school is plenty. I remember some of the maths homework that the boys would bring home <laughs> um, and that gave me a headache, but it's changed since then. So do you think it matters if your kids are doing homework that you don't understand, especially if it's the new maths Sometimes, but I think parents just being honest and saying, well, this looks different to how I remember it. This doesn't look the same as when I was at school, but let me have a look and let me see if I can help you and support you through this. Oh, that's not quite how I would have done it. Show me how you would do it. Show me how you would do it. Teach me. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and just try and, you know, work it out together. So I once had a chat on ABC Radio about some mums. They completed their kids' homework, some art assignments to get good grades. Is it ever okay... To do that with your kids' homework? No. It's not teaching them anything. I think just sit side by side. How can I help you? What are we doing? What do you what do you understand by this? When we were doing, you know, homework and sight words and things, it often became a competition between the parents to be able to say, oh, you know what, my kid's on you know, onto this many sight words. How many is your kid up to? So it was quite competitive in that way. Um, and I'm sure that put pressure on the kids. One of the other challenges as a high school teacher is that um, quite often I would have students in tears because they were just drowning because this week we've got th- suddenly got three tests, which means I've got to study, but I'm still getting homework. And this is where schools need to coordinate and they can do that digitally now, you know, just have a have a grid where all the year eight teachers, all the year 10 teachers can yeah. sort of load up what's happening. Communication is what it comes down to and people do their best. It can't always be avoided, but you certainly try. And I also want to just throw out there that towards the end of term is always going to be a little more difficult difficult to manage your homework requirements or or any stressful things because your kids get tired. So again, being prepared for that and and sort of stepping forward, knowing we've got to be as as proactive and as... (laughs) and give them good food and, and yeah. keep them a little bit happy. But you probably don't have that problem, do you, Maria? At end of term, you yeah, mean? Yeah, because they've um, got all no, the fun happening. Not usually, no, which is why we don't do it. We like to <laughs> our kids to, you know, have fun and just be kids um, and, you know, happy kids learn. We've talked about primary school and then we talked about middle school. When our, our students go into those last years of school, homework becomes enormous. 
and it's really quite common for them to be doing um, up to four hours, if not more, at Mm. home. I'm really worried about today's kids for that reason because they are also way more busy at needing to stay connected to friends. How are they fitting the four hours into that plus all the other it's a real challenge, isn't it? I mean, high school, particularly 11 and 12, there's so much homework that is reviewing content and then preparing for future learning, you know, reading that novel that you're going to be studying next week and reviewing the human bile that you've done. You know, so upper high school is so very different and it is hours and hours. But I think it's just, once again, parents being close by, being supportive, checking in without hovering, that balance. Really check for red flags when Mm. it's got to that place that it's too much. And the biggest one is poor sleep over a significant period of time is very, very problematic for our teens again. So homework doesn't shouldn't be an excuse. But of course, when they're fitting homework within the way that we live today, then it is an additional challenge for parents to be able to have conversations around why that's so important. Mm, It certainly is. Maria, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So just because I think primary school homework should be fed to the dog, obviously I know that's not a practical solution for everyone. So if it's causing angst in your home and it still needs to be done because that's what happens in your school, here are some of my tips for taking pressure off the whole family. The first one's obvious. Can you be realistic with your child? Don't force them if they've done their 20 minutes or so. However, Go and have a chat to the teacher at some point and let them know the reality of what's happening with the homework in your home. The battle between getting the homework done and getting it back to school at some point in the primary journey, probably around year five, year six, you need to step back and let your children work out it is their responsibility to do their homework. Let the school or the teacher sanction them and that will stop the fight all the way through high school. Make sure you do recovery time. Don't pounce into homework too quickly. For some kids, they're better just before dinner, some just after dinner. And then the last tip for me is if there's something important happening in your family, a birthday, a random visit from a grandparent, there's no homework that day. Send a note to school. Sorry, we've got a family night. And every now and then, if your kids are too tired, do the same. Remember, it's about well-being. It's about having happy kids. Homework can come second sometimes. If you want to get in touch, you can email at parentalisanything at your.abc.net.au. So make sure you subscribe on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And then tell all your friends about us, especially your fellow mums and dads and carers. Next time, we're going to be talking about resilience. So when you push the pause button, it means you don't jump in as soon as they cry. You don't jump in as soon as they fall over. You pause and you let them just have a little bit of time that they can solve it themselves and start developing the skills for their own competence. One of the most important things that you must do as a parent is to let your children go. That's next on Parental as Anything with me, Maggie Dents.